What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is a Piccolo Podcast production. For this episode of Fairground Fuckups, we're going to feature three unfortunate stories from this year, 2022, and we will look at the recently uncovered dark history of an amusement park that has previously featured on our podcast. I'm Holly Mitchell. And I am Andrew Mensel, and we are the narrators and producers of Fairground Fuckups. The Sydney Royal Easter Show was first held in 1823 and is one of the largest ticketed events in the world. The show, as it is affectionately known by locals, brings together Australia's rural and city life with a variety of rides, exhibitions, competitions and displays. It is similar in style and scale to the Ohio State Fair, which featured earlier this season. The show is one of the most exciting events for young children who flock to the many rides and, of course, the showbag pavilion. One of those rides is the Free Fall Ride. There are many versions and sizes of this ride all over the world, but quite simply, the riders are secured into their seats and then raised straight to the top of the ride before being dropped in a free fall. The Free Fall Ride at the Easter Show is a relatively small version of the ride to allow younger, smaller children to enjoy the fun. On the evening of Sunday, April 10th, 2022, four-year-old Tristan Bostani was with his mum and dad at the Easter show when he boarded the free fall ride for his turn. That is when the terrifying experience for the Bostani family and onlookers began. All of the children were secured in their ride by their harnesses except Tristan. And then the free fall ride began its ascent to the top. Here is Tristan's mother, Skye, describing what happened to Seven News. It was very panicky because I thought for sure he's going to stand up and do something, but I just had to keep talking to him. 
As Sky described, panicked onlookers screamed to the operator of the ride to hit the emergency stop, which the young operator thankfully did. The chilling photo of Tristan unsecured on the ride and raised a few metres from the ground was posted online and went viral at the time. You can see it on our socials at FairgroundPod. The operator of the freefall ride was not able to bring the ride back down to ground level and did not even leave the control booth. Instead, it was left to a tall onlooker to reach up and get Tristan down from his perilous position and deliver him safely to his parents. Fortunately, Tristan was unharmed. Here is witness Eva Levy. They hit the emergency stop, but it seems like the operator couldn't bring the ride down and someone actually had to come up there and have his son jump into his arms, she said. After the incident, SafeWork New South Wales, which oversees the operation of the rides at the show, shut down the freefall ride to investigate the incident. Despite the overwhelming evidence, an onlooker has disputed this version of the story. Ms Rubio spoke to local newspapers because her daughter was on the ride at the same time. Ms Rubio alleges that the operator checked every rider carefully. Here is some of what she said about the operator. I can't fault her, she said. My only child was on there. I would be the first to speak up if there was any form of negligence. Each and every single kid had their harnesses checked. I genuinely believe it was a mechanical issue. What isn't in dispute is that the operator pressed the emergency stop, which as you know from the Dreamworld episode, which featured in season two of this podcast, doesn't always happen. Things got a lot worse at the Royal Easter show the very next evening, April 11th, when a brawl broke out in the adult carnival ride area. Yuati Pele Felotolu, who was just 17 and worked for one of the show's ride operators, was on a break when he was tragically, fatally stabbed in the chest when a brawl broke out between two groups in the adult carnival ride area at about 8pm. News of the incident spread quickly as footage of the brawl and the aftermath immediately appeared on TikTok and other social media platforms. As an aside... This coincidentally was the night, after some heavy negotiations, that my wife and I allowed our 16-year-old daughter to attend the show without adult supervision and just with a few friends. The group was a bit rattled and so were we, but fortunately she avoided the brawl. In the wake of the fatal stabbing, the adult area of the carnival ride section was closed the next day while they increased the police presence at the show. Police are yet to find the perpetrator of the crime and believe someone is keeping a secret in relation to the tragic incident. Several weeks after the incident, police released CCTV footage of the evening asking anyone with information to come forward. So far... No one has done so. Here is Homicide Squad boss, Detective Superintendent Danny Doherty. We do know there's people out there have information um, and uh, for some whatever reason have, have not disclosed that information to the police. That's what's been frustrating about this investigation that um, has been a wall of silence been happening for the last two months. Sadly, Yuati's partner was pregnant with their first child and he was farewelled in an emotional service at the Hillsong Church in Borkham Hills on April 22nd. 
From the Royal Easter Show in Sydney, we head to Surabaya, a city on the island of Java in Indonesia. You may remember from our Two Water Slides episode the tragedy that occurred in Concord, California as a result of one high school group's attempt at clogging the water slide. On May 7, 2022, at Kenjaran Water Park, a similar incident occurred when a water slide collapsed, sending 17 terrifying riders to the ground from a height of almost 10 metres. The accident was captured on film and is available on our social media pages. Like the accident at Concord, the water slide was on stilts and beams, which made it susceptible to collapsing under the weight of extra riders. 16 people were injured, most of them children. Seven were taken to hospital and at least three suffered broken bones. Fortunately, no one died. After the incident, the head of the water park, Bam Bang Iranto, stated that the ride had been regularly maintained and its scheduled maintenance was completed nine months prior to the incident. The spokesman believes that the maximum capacity of the ride, which is five to ten riders, was exceeded. If you want to go down together and you don't want one at a time, well, this might cause the overload to collapse, he said. There should be five to ten people below waiting, five to ten sliding down, only five to ten below going up again. But I don't know how it was, maybe an error? So it happened like that, he said. The water park was closed the next day and an investigation is underway. The mayor of Surabaya, Eri Kayadi, said the park management would be held responsible for the accident and the medical compensation for the victims. You may remember from our opening episode of this season the sad story from Cedar Point Fair in Ohio when park attendee Rachel Hawes was seriously injured when a piece of metal flew off a ride and struck her in the head. We are heading back to Cedar Point for an awful story that highlights that things aren't always as they seem on the surface at these fairgrounds. Just a trigger warning... This last story we are going to cover contains details about sexual assault. If you don't want to hear this story, just end the episode here. And if you want support, there are details in the show notes. On Saturday, Cedar Point will open for another summer of fun. But a joint investigation in partnership with 10 Investigates and our sister stations, WTOL in Toledo and WKYC in Cleveland, has found 27 reports of sexual violence dating back five years. They include allegations from women who say they were raped or sexually assaulted at employee dorms while working for Cedar Point. Casey Wilson planned to spend the summer working at Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio, but the experience turned into a nightmare. On Mother's Day, she had to call her mum and instead of wishing her a happy Mother's Day, she had to tell her she had just been raped in one of the dormitories for the employees of the fun park. Here is Casey. Like I called my mom and I was like, I was like, this is like Mother's Day. Like she shouldn't be able to get this call on Mother's Day. Like her only daughter, she shouldn't, she shouldn't have to worry about this. A collaborative investigation by Channel 10 WBNS TV station in Columbus, Ohio, 
WTOL in Toledo and WKYC in Cleveland has uncovered reports of 27 alleged sexual assaults, rape and other sex offences connected to women who worked at Cedar Point, all since 2017. Almost all of the reports of alleged sexual violence occurred in or in the vicinity of employee dormitories and residential areas. Of those 27 cases, just two men have been charged with sexual offences. The TV networks conducting the investigation interviewed a number of victims. One of those victims was Erin McKay, who spoke to WKYC. Holly will be voicing Erin's quotes. These are her words, but not her voice. Erin grew up near Cedar Park in Vermilion, and the fairground was an important part of her childhood. Anytime we would have any sort of time off, it was like, oh my gosh, can we go to Cedar Point? The park is also particularly special to her family. Since I was born, my mum worked there. That's how she met my dad. Then, when she was 14, a summertime job at the park became available. Like, that sounds like a dream. I would love to do that. So I applied and I got the job. But the dream turned into a nightmare when on four separate occasions, Erin said she was groped or sexually harassed by co-workers. At the age of 17, Erin lost her virginity to a co-worker who she says raped her inside the employee dormitories. Erin did not report the alleged rape to the police as she said she spoke to the head of human resources at Cedar Point, Joanne Mueller, who discouraged her from making a report. I was told that I was at fault for being in the dorms too late and that was all that came of that. WKYC reports that Cedar Point have refused all requests to discuss the allegations of allowing its employee dorms to operate with minimal supervision, creating a culture of drug and alcohol use that led to sexual misconduct. In more worrying news, former HR workers told WKYC that the park suspended its background checks for new workers in 2021 to quickly hire 6,500 workers needed for the summer season. Then this happened during the summer of 2021. Amanda Mullins, who worked at the park for two summers, told WKYC that she was fired two days after reporting that she was sexually harassed by a male colleague in 2021. Here is Holly again. I was terrified, absolutely terrified. She said of the messages she received from the co-worker. She said the messages were followed up by him following her around the park. My mindset is like, what if he can hurt me? These stories are just a small snapshot into the excellent investigative reporting by the three networks that uncovered these string of assaults. How is it that this supposed amusement park can allow all these alleged sexual assaults to occur without doing anything about them or changing the living arrangements for the young men and women working there? As we have seen in many other stories on this podcast, the only thing that seems to matter is the bottom line. According to one victim, there was no security or anyone to help her when she believed her attacker was hunting for her. Here are some of the victims speaking to the investigative reporters. Well, the whole time I was trying to kick like him off and he was like hurting my leg, so I couldn't. But 
And I was thinking in my head, like, what am I going to do? My friends, they were all trying to make me feel better. They would, they would drag me out to the club. They just wanted me to be me again. They just wanted me to be happy again and, you know, just me. Unfortunately, I'm never going to be the same person again. My sweater shawl thing was on the floor with my shirt, and I didn't know where my pants were. And I woke up, and there was a condom stuck to my leg. Cedar Point released this statement. Here is part of it. The full statement is available in the episode notes. Cedar Point takes these matters very seriously. All reports of associate misconduct are immediately responded to, reviewed, and if appropriate, escalated to local law enforcement for further investigation. And all reports related to alleged sexual assault are available through Sandusky PD. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fairground Fuckups. On our next episode, we will be covering the tragedy at Icon Park in Orlando. Head to at Fairground Pod on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok to keep up with the show.